Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I often say to my girls, you know, I've been there, made the mistakes, so they know what not to do, which is really cool, actually. So the best thing, all I can say to anyone is, if I was talking to myself, is or I talk to my girls, is be who you are. Be who you are. And they're going to go and write things. They're going to say things. Everybody's going to say something. 50% of the people like you, 50% don't. Get on and do what you feel. Stand firm with integrity of kindness. Be lovely to everybody. Remember someone who opens the car door for you. Remember the name of the people in the kitchen who cook the dinner. And that's what I say to my girls. That's what I believe. Hi there. You're listening to Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace walls. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea. And I'm Angela Mollard, and I'm a journalist, author, and proud royal expert. On today's show, we're going to be chatting all about Beatrice's controversial wedding plans and Prince Andrew's forthcoming birthday and the royal who's had to step up even though she's already run off her feet. You just stay with us and we'll find out. Exactly. Well, let's dive right in with Princess Beatrice's wedding. New details are emerging every day, aren't they? They certainly are, but I, I think it's going to be called Go Down in History as the non-wedding. This is going to be the quietest most restrained, least publicised, although, of course, we live in a climate where we publicise everything. But this is a real challenge for Beatrice. So what's happened is both the BBC and ITV, the two biggest broadcasters in Britain, have both said they will not televise the wedding. Now, if you remember when Beatrice's sister Eugenie got married... Prince Andrew, their father, very much wanted his daughter to have her wedding televised by the BBC. He approached the BBC. They weren't going to, they didn't want it. And ITV grudgingly broadcast (laughs) it, but was sort of unsure whether they should or not, but they didn't. Anyway, both have said that they don't want to broadcast it, which is, I feel very sorry for Beatrice because I don't think she would have wanted it broadcast anyway. They are completely different sisters. Beatrice is the elder, more subdued, quieter more serious, more shy sister. And Eugenie is far more outgoing and sociable and that sort of thing. So she potentially would have wanted that. I mean, she was the one that obviously had the wedding dress that showed off her scoliosis scar. She she wants to talk about her life and Beatrice doesn't. Beatrice is a, you know, she's the opposite of her mother, really. I mean, Fergie was always in the limelight. And Beatrice <laughs> is almost this throwback where she's she wants a quiet life. And she would love nothing better, apparently, than to go off with uh, her fiancé to Italy, which is where he hails from, and have a quiet little wedding in some Tuscan villa, and that'd well, be the end of it. I think that sounds amazing. I do too. Like, <laughs> you just, But, you know, there's that expectation. And they've got so many. It's interesting. I've always been amused by the fact that Beatrice and Eugenie have so many um, celebrity friends. Like they've just got singers and actors and Fergie's great mates with Kate Moss and like really 
unusual partnerships and friendships that somehow have come into the inner circle. So they all have to be at this wedding. Anyway, so we don't know yet very much about it, although it will be small. It will not be paid for by the taxpayer. There was a lot of unrest after Eugenie's wedding, which cost £2 million in security. And that came, of course, on the back of Meghan and Harry getting married and their security was horrendous, £30 million. Pounds. Wow. So, But the real thing we haven't talked about yet is why this is going to be so quiet. It's going to be quiet because of Prince Andrew. No, that's not fair. It's going to be quiet because of Beatrice herself, her character. But there's just not the climate for a showy wedding. You've got to really feel sorry for this girl. You know, she's she's finally met the man she wants to marry. She had that long relationship with Dave Clark. So thought she was going to marry him. They break up. He goes and marries someone else. She was heartbroken. She's now met someone she adores. She apparently has embraced him and his child, wants to be a wonderful stepmother. And now she's just got to get through this wedding that the whole world will be looking at. As we know that her dad didn't come to her engagement party at the Chiltern Firehouse. She had her friends there. Her mum was there, but her dad didn't come. What role her father's going to have in this this wedding will be really interesting. Oh, I mean, I'm so fascinated to find out what his role will be. I think it'll be a very quick scamper down the aisle, and that's about it, to be honest. <laughs> and I think he'll arrive with Fergie. I think that uh, Eugenie will be her matron of honour, but I think it'll be very pared back. I think there'll be photos released from it. I, I imagine it'll be more, you know, how after Meghan and Harry's wedding, so we got the televised wedding, but then we got photographs released. I think we'll get photographs released. And I'm not sure that Andrew will have much of a role in those photographs. I think it'll be the couple themselves. Unfortunately, poor Beatrice is being tarnished by the allegations around her father. And, and that's not going away yet. We don't know what's going to happen with that. So very hard to be planning a wedding as the same time as your family is doing a major damage limitation exercise. They're kind of converse things, aren't they? As one thing is great joy and celebration and the other one is trying to be as restrained and as um, careful as possible. Uh, poor thing. Oh, I really God. feel for her. You know, so your wedding difficult. is supposed to be memorable. And that said, you know, if you think about it, Megan had to deal with her dad pulling out the week of the event. So at least there's a little bit of um, a form in terms of royal wedding and, and dads being a bit you know, less, <laughs> less than reliable. Um, so I think that uh, it'd be interesting one to watch though. Oh yeah, very exciting to sort of see what happens. It'll mm. be interesting. Other big news, obviously, for Prince well, Andrew. Yes, Prince Andrew's 60th birthday is coming up and he was supposed to have a big, huge affair, wasn't he? Well, but... he would have demanded it because <laughs> the, the one thing you can say about the, the Queen's second son and, and her favourite son, uh, apparently, is that he, he likes a lot of, as we know from, he's grandiose, he's pompous, he loves... You know, he loved his connections with people like Epstein. He loved meeting people. He he loved social events. I mean, remember, was it Prince, Princess Beatrice's 21st birthday when they all dressed up in those ridiculous costumes? And oh, yes, he got that's into, right. This is where a lot of the trouble started because he in, invited um, Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell to that party among, among others. He loves a party and he can't <laughs> have one. And the Queen was going to have one for him. His birthday's on February the 19th. She was all big plans for his 60th, as she did when Charles was uh, 60 and and uh, 70. So that's been massively scaled down. I imagine they'll just have a very quiet family.
family affair and there'll be no, uh, I mean, there'll be a lot of media speculation around it, but there won't be a big event. But this has put the spotlight on someone else in the royal family who has also got a big birthday this year, who will not be wanting to celebrate (laughs) it and who loves going under the radar and is now going to have to step up and be the centrepiece of the royal birthdays for the year. Princess Anne. It is, Zoe. Well done. (laughs) Now, I love Princess Anne. So let's talk about her because... She is going to have to step up. I mean, she has already stepped up. She she steps up every year. She's the one that does the most royal uh Yeah, she's always engagement. been such a hard worker. She has. She's she's extraordinary. And the uh, every year, at the end of each year, there's a sort of collation of of who does the most royal duties. And there's multiple ways of measuring this, so all co- the numbers all come out differently. But she put in a total of 167 days and that Prince Charles came in with 125 days. You know, she works hard. And interestingly, I reckon she can put in more hours because she absolutely hates the handshake thing. So the Queen brought in <laughs> the brought in the handshake idea where you go and actually meet and greet the public. Prior to that, decades ago, the royals would walk along a line of people and they wouldn't actually engage. I mean, they'd look at them and they'd speak potentially, but they would never handshake. And when this was brought in, Anne hated it. She thought it was just a stupid idea and is quite for, quite forthright about about it. And as, do you remember just before Christmas when Trump was visiting the Queen and the Queen beckoned for Prince Anne to come over and she shrugged and it was interpreted <laughs> that Anne was not that interested in meeting uh, Donald Trump. And look, the, then they sort of, again, tried to do damage limitation around that and just say, well, she wasn't sure if she was had to come through next or whatever. But she's got her own mind. She doesn't like fanfare. She turns 70 later in the year in August. The Queen is now going to have to have a big do for her because they've got to celebrate something. <laughs> you know, she's the woman that, I mean, she recently wore a dress that she wore 40 years ago. That's wow. the sort of woman that she is. She just goes back into her wardrobe. Anne has always been thrifty. She's sensible. And I uh, love recently Zara came out and said to her daughter what her mother's fashion advice had been when she was younger. And the advice was had, w- to her daughter was that all that really matters is that you need to look presentable, clean and tidy. And, you know, <laughs> I love that. I love it. That's it's just like so very great. And that's, <laughs> Zara's taken that to heart, hasn't she? I mean, she's here for the Magic Minions um, recently. She looked great. You know, she was on the beach with some denim cutoffs and a pink T-shirt and her kids were wearing rash vests. They looked like Honestly, if you'd been in the water at the Gold Coast with Mike Tyndall and, and their eldest daughter and, and her, she was on the beach with and she was just taking little selfies of her daughter who looked like she was on the brink of having a massive tantrum, uh, they just looked like every other normal family. So Anne will not – Anne likes to do her good work. She's She is enormously charitable. She's very invested in the things that she does, but she also wants a lot of time to spend with her grandchildren and, and her horses. And she has all her you – know, she has – Peter Phillips, her son, and his family, and Zara, obviously, living quite close by in Gloucestershire. So she spends a lot of time with them. But interestingly, there was a uh, lovely piece of commentary in recent weeks in the Sunday Times in uh, in the UK, and it was headlined... Uh, Princess Anne, the best monarch we will never have. And there's a lot of suggestion, particularly after The Crown and the way that Princess Anne's character was portrayed in The Crown by Erin Doherty so brilliantly. She just captured that. Oh, she was just so cool. And one of the things that wasn't included, and we may have talked about this, but one of wasn't included in The the Crown was the episode where Anne had actually, um, when she was young, just in 1974 at the age of 23, an uh, armed gunman stopped the car that she was in in the Mall in um, in London, and the gunman 
tried to uh, get her out of the car and she said, not bloody likely. <laughs> and she wouldn't get out of the car. The gunman shot her driver and protection officer, but rather than being frightened, she just acted really swiftly to avert the crisis and pretty much got on with it. She's, you know, she's a really business with usual, business I, as I usual kind just, of woman. She's very yeah. down to earth, practical. She is. Uh, she is, it how it is I know. doesn't she? <laughs> but I think we'll see a lot more attention on her this year. Uh, but I don't think she'll want it. So anyway, <laughs> one to watch. But look, she's she's extraordinary. She's, you know, I always feel a bit sorry for the spares, you know, the heirs that have a job lined up for them. She's very much a spare because, of course, the uh, obviously the law has been changed now and Charlotte will, as the second-born child, uh, comes after George in line to the throne. But, of course, before that, the laws were that it would just go on to the men. So it's, it goes Andrew, then it goes on to Edward. So she's bypassed. Um, she gets the poncy little title, Princess Royal, but that's not very special if you don't get the main <laughs> job. But I think it's a good point. You know, was she, of all the Queen's children, the one best suited to potentially be the monarch? You know, she has the Queen's steely sort of grit and determination. She's not flowery and flourishy. She's not deeply emotional. She she stands for what the British monarchy has always stood for, which was a stiff upper lip. Now, Charles, of course, has been far more flighty and emotional and, and insecure in his relationship choices. Andrew is now embroiled in trouble. Edward is, you know... A, keeps stays under the radar but I wonder because this is almost this I wonder if there's a repeat will happen with the next royal family because it already appears to me that Charlotte might have the gumption <laughs> to be a monarch perhaps more so than George and I know we're talking about young children so you can't you can't really speculate but you can it's almost like second born children have a lot of the qualities that might make them second and third born children the, the you know, when you're first born, you're, and particularly when you're a royal, you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. You know, everyone's focused on you. And, and the crown showed that. You know, you need to do this, you need to do that. Anne could be whatever she wanted. And that, this sort of grit and gumption that comes from that are fabulous qualities to, to be a royal. So I think they should reinvigorate, investigate the idea that perhaps... It should go to the second born sometimes. You know, every other year or you know, every other monarch should be the second born, just so we get a little bit more colourful leaders. Well, uh, that would certainly be interesting, wouldn't it? It would be anyway. Big but we'll just have to watch the young two, won't we? we George will. and Charlotte. Oh, and Louis. We don't know and what Louis, Louis we yes. like, and I expect a fourth as well. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> this year, they should have to go through that morning sickness again, wouldn't she? So who knows? Oh, of course. I can see it. I'd though. love another one though. For oh. Are we going to have a bet on it, Zoe? Is she going to have a fourth? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. Excellent. <laughs> you um, had it here first. Of course, though, before we go, I do want to ask you, what do you think will happen with Andrew and Epstein? In the coming months? I think it all pivots on Ghislaine Maxwell because, of course, she is the primary witness in all of this and she's gone into hiding and it's been revealed that she's sort of been staying at different friends' house and she's had an armed guard, but nobody's seen her. And it depends completely on what the what the Americans do in terms of whether they lay charges or... I mean, you would have to imagine they would want to be questioning her. There's a, uh, a, a number of women who have, who have made claims... Uh, Epstein was obviously under, uh, he had allegations against him. He'd been charged with them and he was awaiting uh, uh, court case and sentencing when he took his own life. Now, all the people that this uh, sort of has affected, there needs to be some final, um, it, it needs to play out. We need to know what's going to happen next. 
it rests on her, I believe, in terms in, – in, in respect to Prince Andrew. Of course, there's other people embroiled in that. But in terms of Prince Andrew, it's also been discussed that, you know, he he asked her to clear his name and she refused. So that's come out in the last few weeks that, that he actually made that approach to her. But I think it's – Look, I think that behind the scenes, there'd be a lot of um, diplomatic discussion going on between Britain and America over this at the moment because it has huge ramifications. And if it's ongoing, it's it, you know, you've got a very ageing monarch. You've got the, the husband of the monarch. It does have to be settled, and yet due process do, does have to, you know, the legal system does have to progress. Interestingly, when... Um, Prince Andrew's accuser, Virginia Jeffrey, brought the case to Scotland Yard, with obviously the the um, central London uh, police force. They dismissed it. They didn't. They didn't follow it up. So I think there's a lot of, you know, any 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 when you're working with different jurisdictions, it's always very difficult. But we haven't heard the last of this yet, oh, and I don't think not. we've. I don't think we've seen. I think we've seen peak worst for Andrew. The interview was terrible, but I think there's going to be more to come. Oh, yes, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it on this podcast for many, many more yes. weeks, won't we? <laughs> I, yeah, it's going to be one of the scandals of the... the uh, it will be one of the scandals of the of the sort of last 20 years, the, the 20 years. You know, I sort of think royal scandals happen in 20-year periods. The Diana marriage breakdown and uh, and Fergie and the toe-sucking was, you know, 20 years ago. I think this is this is the biggest thing that's happened since then, so you know, it will have ramifications. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ange. Thanks, Zoe. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up the latest copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.